0: back from some technical difficulties webex just apparently there's a hour time limit to recording so we'll have to fix that two parts so anyways go ahead alan kress
1: yeah i remember i was working with him this is way back in the day i think 2017 um i had switched over to him because i had a, a coach prior that we're still cool but it was just not the right fit yeah um but uh he had told me when I was coming out because I, you know, was having trouble. I was like, man, I'm super hungry all the time. And, like, I'm trying so hard not to do anything. And uh, he was like, go ahead and do six servings a day of 200 grams vegetables. Okay. And so with, like, every single meal I had, I had 200 grams of vegetables. And that helped me tremendously.
0: Your poor butt like, bull, dude.
1: Yeah, but I was like, you know, I'd have 200 grams of green beans and then the next meal I'd have 200 grams of zucchini. Like I was eating like whole zucchinis basically with (laughs) a meal, but you know, it worked, man. And it it was better than all the other options that I could have done. And I've used that for some people still, you know, it's, it's, it's all about making disciplined decisions and almost pretending like you're still in prep and you still, goal which I think a big thing with people is setting a goal regardless, even if though it's like tentative, you mm-hmm. know, for example, with you, uh, we we may not say your goal already right now, but like, we, we already set a goal. We already know what your next show decision may be. Yeah. If and it goes right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, th- that way you already have something you're working towards. And if we decide, you know, closer to, Hey, we need more time to grow then we can just be like, all right, man, let's go and extend this growth period. But at least you have something right now in your mind where you're like, I'm working towards that.
0: Mentally, you have to – dude, I have found like – and that's something with post-show depression. I – like I've talked very openly about my struggles with it. And I think in certain ways, like I want to break the stigma that it's it's not supposed to happen because I think it is in in certain regards because you fixate over this one – final destination for 16, 20, 30, 35 weeks, whatever it may be. And it comes and goes so damn fast. And then what do you do, right? And and with that too, the closer you get to show, the more affirmations you're receiving, the more support you're receiving from loved ones. And a lot of cases like for me, I'm, you know, my intrusive thoughts come in. So I'm seeking that reassurance more than I'm seeking it from like an affirmation standpoint where it's not like, I don't need to hear that I look good. I just need to hear that I don't look bad right? And so this kind of titrates up and you're looking the best you've ever looked and everything else. And then you're done. And then nobody cares anymore, right? It's not the same. You know, win, lose, doesn't matter. you your 15 minutes of fame, come and go. And at that point, what do you fill the void with, right? Because there is a void. And a lot of times people turn to food. I've turned to food myself. I've turned to drugs. I've turned to a lot of things. And that makes it worse because now you're You're not regressing. And that's what I was trying to explain to this girl who just came out of a show recently. You just have to try to switch your value system and what is considered a win at this point. Because now we're not chasing the scale down or getting leaner. Now we're chasing getting healthier and stronger and biofeedback and health. You know, all these things that are vastly more important that you lose during prep. Now that has to be the focus. And that's a hard thing to shift from. Right? Like it's hard for me. Like, the biggest thing that I have found is, like, I'm a goal-oriented person. I have to chase something. I've been thinking about today's leg workout since I stepped off stage on Friday because that's what keeps me sane is, like, I'm going to go do this workout. It's going to be great. Like, I have to have, like, very immediate goals, and I have to have very, like, long-term – I have to have a goal across the way, right? Like, we've talked about it. Like, I have immediate training goals. I've written – you know, I wrote my plan, my new training split. The, the more or less the day I got off stage, I already knew what I wanted to do. You sent that over to me,
1: and I remember I went through it and everything, and we we verified, and, you know, you know exactly what you're going to do for the next extensive period of time with training. Yeah. And got- that that's that's the goal. You know, we didn't waste any time. I had your diet out to you the, day the night you competed. The day you competed. Yeah. And, you know, the goals have to go forward. Like, there's no – I think the more time you take to between goals, like when you come out of show, like I always see people trying to be like, I'm going to take like a week off or I'm going to take a few days off or I've even had people schedule vacations, which I know some people like to do, but I'm like pretty adamant on like, Hey, like, let's get you set up for a vacation too. But you have to get right back into the process and get back into a new strategy and your new idea is like, all right, we got to get healthy first. Yep, I think that's the main thing. And I always tell people this, like, I don't care about you being lean anymore. I don't really give a shit about how much ab details or how much quad striations you have. I want to see your blood work looking good because we have to put on some muscle mass and we're not going to put on some muscle mass with your estrogen bottomed out. And, you know, all these other health issues that could arise as far as, you know, lipids and liver enzymes, like, we're not going to feel good. You're not going to have an appetite. No. So the the goal is, and I always try to push people. I'm like, let's go for the best blood work possible. Yeah. And that's always the key there. And I like, I like to get blood work done pretty soon after prep. Yeah. Uh, I know some people like to wait a little period of time. Like I'm pretty fine with you to see the truth, done, like one to two weeks afterwards. And then we can go ahead and assess where things are. And then I might get them to do it again six weeks after that so we can make sure there's improvements from that before we ever start pushing any type of lean growth
0: phase yeah internally if your body's in shambles it's not going to respond that's what i've learned as a coach like and since we've worked together and i did your mentorship like i learned very quickly like having these initial health phases where the goals are oriented towards improving biofeedback produces the aesthetic results that people want to achieve, right? It's like an indirect byproduct of that. And so I don't like for people to wait to get blood work because I want to see it at its worst because it was at its worst. And that's something you need to be able to see. Like we could sit here and wait six weeks and put me on $500 worth of health supplements and get my bloods done in a month and a half and be like, oh, dude, you're healthy. But I know I wasn't right like yeah. i'm fully aware my blood work is pr- it, i don't i don't imagine it's horrible but like awesome. it's not going to be the prettiest right i'm also big on
1: not putting people on a bunch of supplements unless they need them yeah for sure uh, like a lot of coaches do that man like they get sponsored by a company and it's like here's your laundry list of supplements that you may or may not need but it gives me uh grace grace me yeah, it gives me <laughs> commission. So you're gonna
0: use all of them. i and I know a guy, one of my really good buddies. I'm not gonna say who's coached by or the brand that they're affiliated with, but um I saw his plan, his supplement list six hundred and eighty five dollars a month.
1: That's see. And then, like you expect people to for, purchase food and coaching and, like, no, that's the thing is like I, I put people on the minimum. Yep. Also this is from somebody that owns part of a supplement company. Keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah. Like, like I literally formulate these supplements for clinical labs. Like we we have 15 SKUs that I could sit there and be like, you need to get all these. But I'm literally maybe adding like one or two and then I'm also
0: making them optional. That's what I do. Like in, yeah, in my like, in my introductory packet, I've got like four non negotiable supplements that you can get anywhere. Yeah. Like multivitamin fish oil vitamin d and like yep anything like there's usually like an optional fourth but then like i have the clinical lab stuff discussed because i'm sponsored by clinical and so it's like i'm affiliated and i'm like yeah. hey these are great if you have x problem and you've got the actual funds to do it use it and if you want to use my discount code i'd appreciate it you know like but it's but not-
1: there's some people man it's literally like like you said it's a laundry list like I've had people come to me from other coaches and they're like do I need all this and I'll look at their blood work and I'm like no like it's preventative I guess like that's fine but my my opinion is like a diet is supposed to do a lot of that. Yes. Like if you're doing your diet correctly and you have a wholesome diet that's filled with like the proper nutrients that's why I'm so big on like meal plans and if i have people do macros i have guidelines like i'm like add in a certain amount of fruit servings add in a certain amount of vegetable servings um we want of course different colors of food we want you to have some red meat for iron like i think as long as the diet is set correctly it makes a lot of supplements like you don't have to really use them of course if you're on like a if you're on anabolics i do think that it's useful to be more preventive with your care for sure but for most general nutrition people, man, I, I feel like diet does what it's supposed to do and supplements are there to supplement the diet if something is not working, working with their body. Yeah. And yeah. I th-
0: I think that's the right approach. I, I personally like, and that's something like we'll have to discuss separately. I, I can't bring myself to just write macro plans for some reason because I feel like I, I'm just not providing enough. Um, yeah. And it's like a really weird spot for me. And like, I recently I just met with a competitor yesterday, and I know her coach. He's a local coach, and he preps people and just gives them like just gives them their macro goal for the day. Doesn't even like individually break it down meal for meal. No nutrient timing at all. Yeah, he's just prepping people on like, hey, like, and like, I can I can look at somebody and tell you what their macro should be before I even know their body weight. Like, it's that is the simplest job, I think. And, and it goes back to like people and the services they provide and it confuses me. And I get jaded and pissed off, but I just don't understand how you can successfully prep somebody and in their head, they were like, well, I mean, I can get my carbs from Oreos or rice. What are you going to pick? I would pick Oreos. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well,
1: that's the thing is like, if I let somebody do macros, I normally tell them to do like a Mediterranean diet list mm-hmm. and take a few of the things off there that I don't think are very prep friendly. For sure. But, I mean, the, I, I like to structure something so they're at least getting wholesome, nutritious foods. Because like you said, like, people try to start throwing weird shit in. And it's like, this is defeating the purpose of your health. Like, all of a sudden, you want you want to prep – you not want to prep, but you want to diet off cookie butter and, like, bisque off cookies. And you expect to get the same results as eating, you know, a a, a
0: potato. And it's just not – it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. I, I don't care what people say. and like, I'll die on this hill. Not all macro, like not all food sources are like, I don't care macro for macro. They are not equal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you see people trying Forget to get about glycemic
1: index, glycemic load, um, yeah. they're forgetting about the actual nutrients in the food. They're forgetting about the ingredients in the food. Like for a good example, uh, deli turkey, you know, you see people using deli turkey in a diet and I think it's, it's fine relatively as long as you're getting it from the actual, you know butcher yeah um or the deli actual deli like yeah. you want them to be cutting up your meat and you want that ingredient list to be as short as possible like it should be like turkey breast and maybe like salt yeah and th- th- that's what you can get yeah but a lot of people are getting you know deli turkey from the outskirts aisles where you know you have oscar meyer brand and it's like 37 ingredients on the thing to keep it fresh you got like potassium ascorbate and nitrates and all this other stuff in there and then it adds a bunch of extra fat content it's made with oil to preserve and like ingredients matter too for sure like i think that's a big thing is like i try to to structure a diet with as few ingredients as possible in the food Mm -hmm. like if i'm going to put a Uh, avocado in your diet I want an avocado and I want the ingredient to be avocado
0: yeah not holy guacamole I don't
1: don't want you like and that's fine in some occasions too but you know you get what I'm saying it's Mm -hmm. like when you're deciding to use instead of a an avocado you want to use mayonnaise as your fat source and you've got 30 ingredients in the mayonnaise it's not the same as an avocado
0: I've seen Recently I've had some people come to me and they've they've sent me their previous plans cuz I like to try to source most of the food similarly just for digestive sake cuz I don't want to change everything and throw a wrench in it and I've had like four people in recent months come to me and like mayonnaise and cheese are becoming very common fat sourcing apparently And I don't know why, in God's name, somebody was like, let's just throw some Hellman's in your plan because that's going to do
1: the trick. There's an avocado oil mayo that's actually pretty good, made, I think, by like Primal Kitchen or
0: something like that. Yeah. That's good. That's
1: acceptable. But if you're putting like a straight up like
0: Miracle Whip and some of these, that's what I'm saying. Like Miracle Whip and and cheddar cheese, I'm like, I don't for like, and these are for like show prep people. Again, like when it comes to my lifestyle people, like, there's a little bit more leeway. Like I do like, especially I work with a lot of blue collar guys. And I know that like from a practicality sense, they are not going to always have access to warm up a meal, nor like when I worked under houses and I've worked in roofing, I didn't want to necessarily eat chicken and rice. Like it's a lot easier to put down a turkey sandwich. Right. So I use that for those people, but like in a show preparation, I'm like, you don't get the same flexibility that they do because that's not how this works. that's the thing is I always tell
1: people when, and people always message me, ask me the same question, like, how do you do your diets in off season compared to prep and prep? I'm very strict. I'm all about meal plan. I'm all about nutrient timing. I wanted exactly the same every single day. Cause I do feel like that plays a direct role in how somebody comes together sure. as far as their shape, but in off season, I'm all about, like, I, I still provide like a sample plan, which I think is necessary. And a lot of people still follow just that, but I allow macros per meal. Yeah. So if you want to like put together your own meal and you're like, man, you know what? I want steak instead of uh, you know, ground beef or something like that. Or you want potatoes instead of rice, or you want to throw in some bread instead of oats, like whatever, as long as you're getting your, your food in and off season, I'm, I'm kind of fine. As long as we're getting linear progress and the direction we're supposed to be going, like if you're wanting to gain lean muscle, as long as we're gaining lean muscle, I'm fine. But if we're in like a a cut phase and that's what you're wanting to do, as long as you're dropping body fat each week, I'm fine. I think it becomes a a fine line of like, are you going too far off the plan where you're adding too much stuff? And I think a lot of people, it's like, they'll start throwing in sweeteners and sauces and it gets a little bit too rowdy with their choices. Like, yeah. Stop trying to fit in cookie butter to your bread. Like, yeah, just, stop. Like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's it's like you, you only have 45 grams of fat a day and you're trying to make 20 of them cookie butter. You're getting 25 grams of only fat of solid sources. That's fats are so important for your hormones too. And I just don't think some people understand that.
0: Yeah. I I think one thing that I, and I went on this rant yesterday and it's kind of pertinent to this. Um, I hate, how much the anti-diet culture has fallen into fitness and then that people have dictated that restriction is a bad thing. Yeah. I think that's the most ridiculous, like most asinine thing. Like there are so many people that I'm seeing like these, I'm I'm going to say coaches very loosely, but they're clearly someone who's genetically gifted. They've never really had to like work through a massive transformation on their own. So for them, restriction's not been a thing, right? Yeah. They've had to. I was obese for 15 years of my life. I have to restrict. Simple fact, because I have no self-control, and I don't understand portion control, right? So, like, I have to say, hey, Chris, you can't eat that box of cosmic brownies, because otherwise I fucking will, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. is like, again, it goes back to, like, you're paying someone to tell you what to do. Restriction's a part of it. There are things that I'm yeah. saying, you can eat these. but That's it because that's the thing is I feel like to get results it's lifestyle
1: changes. Yes. And clearly when you're coming to a coach like you want them to enforce those lifestyle changes which may mean some restriction. Mm-hmm. Because clearly what you've been doing hasn't been working. Yeah. And I get so frustrated with some people cuz they come to you and they they tell you they still want to do what they've been doing. Yep. And I'm like, "Well, why would we do that because it didn't work?" Exactly. And and one situation we had of this, we had we had a girl like come to Laura. It's been about over a year ago. And she was like told us how serious she was, how much she wanted to get the right results cuz her current coach wasn't helping her. She wasn't getting the results and we're like, "Okay, like we'll take you on, but just keep in mind like we're strict. Like we really want to push you to get results. That's what we do." Yeah. And she came to us a weekend, she wanted us to throw more like of what she wanted in her diet plan. Yeah. And she was like, can I have more fat so I can have more of this because I want this. And we're like, no, Nope. it doesn't work like that. So what does she do? She leaves us and makes a huge post about how she couldn't be as restricted. And like, basically like bashed us. And then guess what? She goes to a coach who tells her exactly what she was doing is fine. And that that's what she can do. And then she never gets results again.
0: That's, like it's they like, if he's regressed, I'm sure like it's like this is so tight. Ty- this is like I'm very type A when it comes to this. Right. Again, it goes back yeah. to I think my dad and how I'm very much wired like an engineer, but I suck at math. And so like it's like you, what you did did not work and what I'm doing has worked for people. So do this because it works. It's like I got to that point where it's like I've got enough results, enough transformations where like I know I'm doing the right thing. And I can tell when someone doesn't do their job because these people are, and they're seeing results. You're claiming you are, but you're not seeing results. Where's the, where's the core? Like there's, you know, I I had a situation recently. I had a girl, a girl leave me and it, it broke my heart because she was someone that like, I really worried about with her health. And I knew very quickly that she wasn't adhering to the plan. And I, I would, bend over backwards to try to make a plan that she could follow. I tried every style of diet. I tried everything. Like, it just, it wouldn't work. She would lose a couple pounds, and she'd gain it back after a couple weeks. So it was kind of this vicious cycle. And I finally was like, listen, like, you're kind of, at this point, you're kind of wasting my money and my, and or your money and my sanity is is really kind of how it felt. And so one day I was, like, scrolling through Instagram, and she, like, posted a story of, like, one of her meals, and it like wasn't even like in the ballpark of like the right thing. Like I had her like I'd i swapped her over to a keto diet because her A1C was really bad, and she had like French toast and donuts and bacon on this plate. And so I didn't say anything. I took a screenshot of it and just like kept it, you know, put put in my pocket because I was like I'm not gonna ruin her meal, but I'm gonna like remember this. Next time she checks in with me, she was like I'm just so frustrated. I can't see results. Like your plan's not working. And I said, okay, that's fine if you feel that way. But like, and I said the picture and I was like, can you read meal one for me on your plan and tell me what's in it? And it's like, are those the things that are in it? And she's like, oh my God, I just wasn't thinking. And I was like, I don't know. That's how that, you know, works. Um, And, but so we had the discussion of like, okay, this is at this point, like this is kind of like your level of adherence is going to in some ways dictate your lifespan because she had some health issues um so i was like you you have to want this and this is like more than i want you to want this right and so yeah. we had the discussion of restriction i had the same thing it was like listen like this blueprint will save your life this blueprint will make you better you will lose weight and it's the weight that you've always wanted to lose you just have to do this and i know it's not always fun i get it but like i've lost 100 pounds on two separate occasions without someone telling me what to do so like you're capable of it as well. Yeah. And the 30 minutes later, she was like, you know what, Chris, I'll do it. You're right. And I was like, okay, send me pictures of every meal. Send me a screenshot of your steps at the end of the day. And we'll, we'll get you rolling. You'll lose X amount of pounds. And, you know, and I don't like giving yeah. guarantees, but I was like, you'll lose weight. I promise you that 30 minutes later. Hey, Chris, I think I'm going to swap over to weight watchers. And I was like, okay. okay. And That's
1: the thing, man. It's like, it's, it's an adherence thing. And like, as coaches, like. I've coached so many people now that I know if somebody's following their plan, it's very obvious Yeah, and I'll see a lot of people and it's like, they'll go up and wait one week. And I'm like, and they will be like, no deviations, but you'll start pressing them a little more. And then you figure out, Oh, you're having two glasses of wine every night or two beers every night, <laughs> or, you know, you're having snacks here and there in between meals or eating a protein bar because you're hungry. But people don't think that those are deviations. Like, mm-hmm. and the adherence is the issue. It's like things add up. Like I've had people like I throw in, they're throwing in like fun size candies throughout the day. And, you know, they'll be like, before you know it, you throw in five size, five fun size Snickers. And that's an equivalent to a whole Snickers.
0: Whole Snickers bar,
1: man. And, and people don't realize simple stuff like that, that they're doing. And when you put no deviations in your, your check-in and I'm sitting there looking at your weight and I'm like, huh? Mm. So what will happen is all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, something's not working. Clearly their calories are too high or, you know, cardio, they need to push a little bit or we need to figure something out. So I'll change something and then they'll go into more eating of that food and more eating of that food. And I've had people do that to me. They continuously lie to me each week to the point where they're in a deficit and they didn't need to be in that deficit. And then they'll finally be like, man, I haven't been following the plan this whole time. I finally follow it. And then they'll they'll follow the diet for one week and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if you would have just followed everything in the first place, yeah, how you were supposed to, you would have gotten results. And this would have been like a fantastic process and you would have seen great results. But I think a lot of people don't ever really give it a full chance.
0: No, and I and I think... Like, I always tell my people, I'm like, dude, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Like, I, I can <laughs> I can tell when this shit's not working, right? It's, it's very, very easy to figure it out. Yeah. And a lot of times I pay more attention to my athletes' social media than I think they realize. And I see when they post their meals out and everything else. And I just take a screenshot and I just keep it in my pocket and I think about That's it. True. You know, like, I'll show people even, out if they post a meal and it's not, like, I'm like, What's, where's that sauce on there? Yeah, and, <laughs> I, and I give him, sh- I'll give him some shit in like a tough love way, because I'm like, yeah. I, I tell people like, ultimately, like you still paid me, and if that's you want to see, for, yeah, yeah, like if you want to see results, like it's up to you. So like I always tell people like, you messed up this week, you wasted seventy five dollars this week. That's what you wasted of your money. I've already spent it. I've got bills, right? Like it's gone. Yeah. And but that's fine. Like I want you to succeed, but I can't want you to succeed more. Like I can't want it more than you do. That's. And you just go with it, right? Like, and it sucks. And some people take offense to that. But I'm like, man, I can't, I have enough athletes on my team and I'm emotionally invested in all of them in certain ways, or I love all of them to death. I cannot wear myself out stressing about every human on my team who doesn't follow their plan. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of know who those people are. And and one thing too, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, like I've had some people in the past who are like, man, I want to do a prep. And they can't adhere to an off season diet. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, maybe you don't actually want to prep. Like you want the idea like the glory of being on stage. I, like I look at people's off
1: season adherence to decide if I'll even let them prep or not.
0: Yeah. Like if you are
1: in the off season and you are sitting there and you're not following your plan each week, uh it's all over the place. Your lists and deviations and you can't follow something before you even prep. It tells me that you're not going to be serious when prep comes. And I've had to drop people because of that before and like have serious conversations. Like I had one girl recently and she wanted to prep so bad, but she could not follow anything for her life was like struggling to even get to the gym, wasn't following her diet, anything of the sort. And I, she wanted to prep and I told her, no, you can't. So, you know what she did? Hmm. She left and went to another coach. And now they, they bash me and say like all this sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, you're the asshole.
1: Yeah. In reality, they were the one that weren't following the plan in the first place. And I had to drop them because they wanted to prep and they weren't ready for it. Yeah. And I think if, if you can't follow something off season and take it serious to set yourself up for a good prep then you should really reconsider even trying it
0: i think that's where i think a big problem too that i'm seeing is so many coaches and obviously like i get it like i i run my business i have bills to pay i there's a certain amount of money i have to pull in every month to like survive right and i get it like you want to kind of Not really be a yes, man, but you want to try to get these people to achieve their goals. So you have people come to you and they're like, man, I want to prep for a show. And some people, and I have the tough conversation, and that's why I don't hire on as many people as I probably could, where I say, hey, man, like, I know that you want to do a show in 10 weeks. You should have signed up with me six months ago, right? Like, I can make you better and we can look at doing a show next season but I need you for six months before we even start a prep. Cause I got to learn you about as much as I can. And six months is still a short period of time to figure anybody out. And they go, Oh, okay. I'll just go to somebody else. And they go to a different Joe Schmo coach and they, the coach goes, Oh, cool. I'll take you, man. It's here's you know, five grand for prep, whatever, get the money, put them on stage and they suck. And then they yeah. hate competing. What's well,
1: the thing is I found out is there's so many coaches. There's always somebody who will just take anybody's money. For and I've sure I've tripped, told some people sometimes and they're, they inquire with me i'm like and they'll have this list of demands that they want to do like i had a girl contact me god it's probably about two weeks ago and she was like i want to do wellness but i want to i want to do crossfit training while i prep for wellness and i want to do this special diet and i'm like listen like i'm sorry but i'm just not the right person for you like we have special training we do you have to train a certain way for wellness if you want to be competitive i think crossfit would actually injure you with the type of dieting you're doing and everything like that, you just won't have nearly enough energy expenditure to be doing something like that at some point. And I told them like, no, I can't take you on. Well, of course they probably went to somebody else and somebody was like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You want to do CrossFit and,
0: you know, do yeah. Like
1: it's, it's, and there's so many people that will scam people. And it's a scam like literally just telling somebody like oh yeah i'll take you on you can do whatever you want that's a scam i've seen people do that in so many different ways there's people who do that with general nutrition clients they're like their their whole advertisement is like you can come to me and you can still drink wine every day and eat potato chips and help young there's never any progress
0: like yeah yeah, those that bullshit generalized bio if you have that in your bio i know you suck as a coach i don't care to say that i'll say it with my chest Like, but it goes back to like, I make people wait to compete and that's why I've only had people place third place or higher in their classes in an overall, like, I don't have as many competitors, but I've got a pretty good track record with ones that I have because I'm not like, Hey, because again, I guess this goes back to this. So I always tell people like, and of course my athletes know I am pretty hard on them for a reason because I'm letting you step on stage naked. In front of hundreds of people, I wouldn't want someone to let me step on stage and look bad and not be ready for it. Right? Yeah. Like, that's just because I care. You know, I don't want you to embarrass yourself and I don't want you to embarrass me. So people have to wait and it yeah.
1: works. The and thing I, is, like, you, you want somebody exactly to be competitive. And I, I tell people sometimes that may take six months to a year mm-hmm. of working together with a coach before you should even prep. And yeah. I'm honest about that. Some people don't like that. You know, I have some people that inquire with me and I tell them that and they're like, that's exactly what I want. I appreciate you like and I'm. those are the great people. That's where you see a lot of these great transformations and insane progress is because people did the work before mm-hmm. they decided to prep, which, you know, as somebody like myself and I haven't discussed it yet. I've taken three years now yeah. away from the stage. Three years. I've been working with the same coach. I work with Andrew Vu. Uh. Not many people know that because I'm just like, I do what he tells me and I take care of my people and I continuously do things week to week and whatever he says goes like if if he thinks I need to continue growing and pushing food, I push food and I just do that. I don't sit there and randomly decide I'm going to cut or go opposite directions. I do what's best for me to step on stage next time. So I think a lot of people just need to take the time. And stop becoming like serial competers. That's the thing. It's like, I think a lot of people want the stage so bad. They like the idea of that. They want to brag and take the pictures and show themselves in a lean state. But it doesn't matter if you do that, if you just
0: lose. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, And again, I'm not going to like say that the way that I've approached this journey is this way that anybody else needs to do it. But I trained for... <sighs> six seven years before i ever competed right like i and i trained i mean i trained i've trained a lot of different ways i did olympic lifting when i was in high school because i threw shot put and discus and i was all american at that i swapped over into powerlifting for a stint after high school and i got injured like i've had a lot of injuries and then i finally signed up at uh i grew up in knoxville i signed up at a gym called arsenal it's now called armor and like when i first went there like Dallas McCarver was there, Matt Jansen was there, Michaela Aycock, like all of these like what I deemed were freaks. And I was a 170 pound kid who just recovered from bulimia, right? And oh, I God. went to this gym and I I literally, I remember the first time I went, I showed up, I looked around, I left, I went to Walmart down the street, I bought a hoodie and like a 2XL hoodie and I came back and I shut the fuck up and I worked for a really, really long time and I did not speak to anybody. I would apologize if I was in the way. I was like as respectful as I could be. And I just kept my mouth shut until people started approaching me, right? And that's how I made a lot of great friends. But I watched these people train. And again, at this point, I'd kind of given up on powerlifting. I never thought that I would look the way that I wanted to. And so I was watching Michaela Aycock train, which to me is probably like legitimately the hardest worker ever. Like I will say that with certainty. I was watching her hack squat and I was like, I'll never look the way that I want to, but I want to be respected for that, like that level of work ethic. And that's what I set out to do. I, I set out to learn and I, and I got like Matt York and Spencer Whittington, all these guys were able to like take me under their wing and teach me. And I just obsessed over the logbook and training like them. I was like, I just want to train like them. I think it was, it was the coolest thing ever. Right. And then one day I looked up and I was like, oh shit, I kind of look the way that I want to. Right. Right. But I just, like, focused on the craft for, like, two years straight. And then in 2018, I was helping prep this guy for the Flex Lewis Classic. And everybody was like, dude, you need to do the show. Like, you could win it. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I think I was, like, 19 or 20 at the time. And I was like, dude, I don't know about that. But in my head, I was like, listen, you're already prepping people. You should probably step on stage once to at least really be able to empathize with what they're doing. And so at that point, I was 52 weeks out. And I literally was basically obsessively prepping for a year and then I won the show. But that's also because like I did eight years of work to get there. This wasn't yep. like, oh, I'm just going to train for six months and do a cycle and buy some Gymshark and I'm going to be able to win shows. That shit doesn't work anymore.
1: It's become such a fad. I feel like bodybuilding, that's a thing. Like back when I started, it was, you know, I didn't even know really bodybuilding existed back 2010 was whenever I I got arrested and I remember they offered me two years in prison initially, which of course I did not do. Yeah. I ended up, I ended up getting off severely less because of course I was young, but I remember I was so scared of going to prison for two years. I started training so hard, (laughs) man. That's like, that's what got me into it. I was like, Oh fuck. No, I got to get bigger. So I I don't get like, I don't get like turned into a prison bitch or something. So I was like terrified but then, you know, I started training and I trained yeah. for years and it became like my my escape. Like, that's sure. all I did. Yeah. And I remember a guy came up to me at the gym and then multiple other people that competed. And they're like, man, have you ever thought about competing? And I was like, kind of like, what's that? Like, yeah, I didn't know yeah. how it worked, you know, and I did my first competition. But honestly, I trained because I started training, like learning what I was actually doing mm-hmm. in probably 2010. Okay. And from there, I didn't actually know how what all about bodybuilding and start my first prep until 2014. Mm -hmm. I started with like a coach then and I probably still could have taken more years to grow and get better. Yeah. And that's the truth. You know, I could have I could have done so much more and taken more time. So I always tell people it's take your time. Like I have a lot of young kids reach out to me now. I've realized like bodybuilding, which is really cool. And I think we could do a whole episode on how stuff has changed and yeah. the difference, but I've realized there's 17, 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old kids that are more serious than like 30 year old clients that I have
0: million percent That's crazy.
1: And they don't make excuses. They literally go get everything done. Some of them work in two jobs to co- go into school and they're trying to compete. And I'm like, Where did these kids come from? Like, yeah, it's crazy. But I was one of those kids too. You know what I mean? Like, I look look back, back back I I realize that. Dude, I was showering last night. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, back when I was like. 2021 22 i was you know i was a kid at college and i was carrying around my like six pack bag at the time remember the big ones that looked like boom boxes yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I had all six meals packed for the day i would go do my cardio at the 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 school gym in the morning then i go to class i'd eat a meal i go to class again eat another meal go yeah. train go to class eat another meal like that's all i did that's it and, <laughs> and it's crazy because like those years are what paid off and like i did my first competition it really set like a segue in for me to to really love this and make it into a career and like it's it's crazy what you have to do bodybuilding is time and
0: consistency it is man Uh, i my the story i always tell people like when it comes to this like is i've you know i've lost relationships i lost friendships of everything for the last decade of doing this because it's just like it is who ultimately it's who I am, right? I if, I was a bodybuilder before I was a bodybuilder, before I ever claimed I was a bodybuilder, right? It's just how I operate. And think about uh, so this real quick. Do what? Real quick
1: before you tell that story. Yeah. Because you said you lost all this stuff. Think of everything you've gained.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. All like, I've gained all I the relationships, it. all the positive stuff you've gained. I, I've gained my best friends on this app, like ever from bodybuilding is how I found them. I like, get to do what I love, what I've always wanted to do. I I knew when I was 18, I wanted to be a full coach before online coaching was a thing, right? Like that wasn't a term, right? Like I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to run my own business. Like I've always wanted to help people. And so like, I'm doing what I love. And I had like that revelation a couple days ago where I was like, I'm kind of doing like what I've always wanted to do and that's kind of sick. And like bodybuilding has allowed me to do that, right? But I always tell the story in 2020, I was working, I did crawl space work primarily, so I was encapsulating crawl spaces, doing foundation stuff. I was a project manager, and um, I was working 70, 80 hours a week on the road all over the state of Tennessee, all over the state of Kentucky, and all over Alabama, and um, it was July, I was in Crossville, I was under a house that I had encapsulated by myself, took me like 14 hours that day, and I was sitting underneath the house, because it's always colder under the house, and... I was eating a bowl of cold spaghetti because I forgot a fork and I was eating it with my bare hands. And at that <laughs> moment, I realized that I only fucking care about this. Simple. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I'm where I'm at because this is yeah. all that can matter to me at this point, right? Like nothing, like this is ultimately the, really kind of the first priority in my existence. And I don't care to admit that. I used to be ashamed, ashamed of that and embarrassed and like, I don't care, right? Like this is what I do. But it's like, I had a I had a young kid come up to me in the gym, this was weeks ago, and he was like, dude, you're, you're huge. And I was like, thanks, man, I appreciate it. Like, I don't do well with compliments, but I was like, thanks, buddy. It means a lot. He's like, what's the secret? And I said, time. And he went, "Oh!" And I was like, dude, like, if you <laughs> want it, man. if you want so it, funny. you all, we always hear it right. We always hear people, dude, I'll do whatever it takes, which in my head means they want to take gear. That's all I hear when I hear that shit. Yeah, like, it's like, you're telling really me you'll critical. take steroids and I don't give a fuck. But you, you hear like, okay, if you'll do whatever it takes, right? And like truthfully, whatever it takes, that also just means time invested, right? Like intrinsically, there is a, almost an economic value in your appearance, right? Like anything else. There are only so many people who look like Chris Bumstead and that's why Chris Bumstead is sought after just like there are only so many rich people and that's why money's worth something. Right? So the same thing applies. It's like, if you want to look a certain way and you want to work up this economy of sorts, you got to understand there's everybody else in this rat race trying to beat you to it. And it's going to, it's the, what I always tell people is the game of bodybuilding specifically is who can do this the longest for the longest. Meaning day in day out for decades. There's a reason that's Dexter him. Jackson is Dexter Jackson, right? Exactly. Like, and so I always tell people, man, I've been doing this twelve
1: years now, training consistently. Yeah. And last year, those picks I took after I did that cut while Laura was doing her prep to yeah. become pro were the were the first time I'd ever felt like, oh shit, I'm actually maybe going to be okay. Like I I could actually like be competitive. Yeah, but like, yeah. that was eleven years into yeah. it. And like I, I don't consider myself like a genetically blessed or best person ever. I've worked my ass off though. Yes. You know, I don't have like all the cards for me. And I, I have to tell people that. And especially that's a lot of people. Not everybody is a genetic freak. And eleven
0: years, years. it took me. Yeah.
1: To finally feel like, oh my God, I, I actually look proportionate. Like it's <laughs>
0: Like, I've watched you since we've worked together. You have been redlining as far as, like, all-time high body weight for literally a year and a half now. And I've watched you drink chicken shakes many times. Like I've done a lot of shit to get to where I'm at, and it's been a lot of time. And me not
1: making excuses, though, man. Like, that's the thing is, like, I could have easily been like, I can't eat this. Yep. And... Um. I could have not gotten results, I could have complained about it, but you know what? I figured out a way to do it and it's not the best way probably. It's not what most people would want to do or want to hear, but it got me where I needed to be. Like I I've, <laughs> I've
0: been in those moments where you were eating a meal and you're like it's just regenerating and it's just going. And like I've got a great appetite, dude. I can put it down. And like there are yeah. sometimes the last off-season where like It would take me 35 minutes to eat a meal and my mom tells me that I eat like a foster child. Like I put it down and like that's what I had to do because again, you are like when you give me a plan, my brain says this will get me better. And if I do, if I don't do anything, if I miss anything off of this list, I have failed myself. I failed you right that's
1: another thing i think that's another good thing we can talk about in the future because we're running over time big time right now yeah for sure we can talk forever (laughs) Uh, i gotta go eat my next meal and train but um that's one big thing is i started off really really skinny yeah oh and you started off on the opposite spectrum yeah so i think it'll give us some good conversations to tell like how we did it because it's 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 so different for every person yeah and what it takes at different levels to get where you need to be based on that like me and you have had very different
0: come come ups basically to get to where we're at for sure so i think that's something we could talk about in the future we will be doing that um yeah webex just told me we've got five minutes so we will go ahead and end this one um everybody who listens we really do appreciate it um i'll be posting this up hopefully today um i don't really know what our outro is going to be man like i don't know i I do
1: want to say like we did make this podcast in remembrance of our good friend devin fisher um one of the things he always said was i'll it's memories over dreams basically um which mod Modcast stands for memories over dreams cast and we're all about you know making sure you live create memories with your friends and that, that's the biggest thing because we're not going to be here one day. And uh, unfortunately we lost Devin last year and uh, he was somebody that brought a lot of people together, great competitor. Uh, one of my best friends, talk to him every day, but that's one thing that we want to go ahead and spread to everybody. Really remember bodybuilding is something that we can do right now and we're blessed to do it. Create all the memories you can doing it because we're going to look back at these, you know, and we're, 10 15 20 years from now when we can't do it and it's going to be some of the best years of our lives so kind of a that's our closing for today
0: we'll close some other way some other time yeah for sure (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah we thank you guys everybody who's listened we appreciate it tyler appreciate your time um back next week so yes sir all right thanks for listening yes sir